0: Hello from We Own This Town, this is The Hills Are Alive, a movie musical podcast. I'm Kelsey.
1: I'm Alex.
0: And today we're discussing Fiddler on the Roof.
1: Fiddler on the Roof, another 60s classic.
0: Another 60s classic. Uh, I think it came out in 71, but oh, the, yeah, the stage musical it was, yes, yeah. was
1: 1964. Mm-hmm. So okay. a 60s classic that was... Um, Adapted for the screen in 1971. Yes. Another three-hour musical.
0: (laughs) It is a straight three (laughs) hours. Um, I think you disagree, but I'm going to say not a lot of plot to this one either.
1: I mean, no. I mean, you can hit the plot points all very quickly. I just meant that it was... There's always something happening. I mean, there are a lot of dances, I guess, that fill up fill up time and
0: that bottle dance
1: that bottle dance i
0: can't wait till we get to the bottle (laughs) dance
1: that was so cool and the bar scene too that was cool
0: yeah okay so 1971 directed Mm -hmm. by norman jewison yes who was not jewish he's not jewish
1: interesting
0: yeah yeah he had to say that to
1: like, I know studio. it's in my name, but. Yeah, I'm when not. they brought it in, he was like,
0: I'd be happy to produce and direct this, but you guys know that I'm not Jewish, right? And then they had a joke on set. Um, this is actually one of my favorite pieces of movie trivia. They had a joke on set, uh, him and Tupple, about how he, uh, through making the movie, he came to know more about Judaism mm-hmm. than even the actors did, and that he was going to wind up converting. To Judaism and change his name to Norman Christiansen. <laughs> That's
2: funny. funny.
0: But yeah, directed by Norman Jewison, uh, music by Jerry Bach, adapted and conducted by John Williams. The John Williams. The John Williams. The John Williams. The John Williams. Now there's um, another
1: um, in the stage production. We have another familiar face yeah, A familiar name. Jerome, Jerome Robbins, Robbins is back. <laughs>
0: That troublemaker <laughs> choreographer.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I, there's some interesting stuff going on in this musical with Jerome Robbins. Oh, really? It just, yeah. Um, I watched, you recommended it to me. Yeah. I watched the PBS documentary. Right. About It's mostly about the stage musical yeah. of Fiddler on the Roof. But they, they talk about the movie a little bit. Um, Jerome Robbins basically doesn't get along with anybody, right? At all. Uh, that being said, uh, that being said, Stephen Sondheim said that you know we would get in fights. He could be very mean, but um, I would work with him any day because yeah. he pushes you. He really brings a lot of creativity, yeah, from you. Um, Zero Mostel who was the first Tevye. Yeah, he
1: originated the role on, on Broadway. Broadway. Mm-hmm. He
0: did not like Jerome Robbins at all. I mean, most people didn't, but yeah, like he like, no. really had issues. Was
1: Jerome Robbins the one the one that was actually involved in the um
0: the McCarthy Yeah, the
1: Blacklist. Yeah,
0: you brought that up last time. He was the time. one who, he was the
1: one who participated or was like
0: Yeah, he was a witness. Yeah. And basically um it, it's it's speculated, widely speculated, and I think widely believed that the reason he wound up participating in all of that was because he was gay. And they, mm-hmm. they threatened to, they blackmailed him.
1: Right, like threatened to out him or whatever.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it was, uh, you know, the story goes it was very hard for him to do it, but he felt like he didn't have a choice. Yeah. Nevertheless, uh, Zero Mostel hated working with Jerome Robbins Mm -hmm. uh, because a a lot of, uh, uh, mostly because of the uh, communism which hunt trials. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And that was, I mean, very shortly afterwards. Right. if you're thinking about 64, I mean, that was going on in the 50s, I think, right?
0: Right. So I don't know how much he had to do with making the movie. Um, he's he's credited for choreography, but I noticed um, in watching the credits that they do note a couple other names, like, responsible for adapting yeah. for the movie.
1: I think it's one of those things where he originated, like, those, the the really famous moves, you know, that, like, right. as far as, like, the, you know, the, the bottle dance. And I don't know if he was responsible for Tevye's shimmy dance. Yeah. It's just, like... Those iconic sort of dance moves. As opposed
0: to West Side Story where they actually brought Jerome Robbins in to direct some of those numbers. They just took the choreography that he had already created and and put it on film. Right. Yeah. Um, But yeah, uh, lyrics by Sheldon Harnick. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple notes about him later. He's an interesting guy. Screenplay, Joseph Stein. And then, um, I think that's all I have, credits-wise.
1: And uh, so, when they were making this, it was, it's interesting because it was kind of being pulled in two directions, because um, Jewish people and historians and scholars thought that it was a little bit sanitized. um, Especially considering the book that it's based on. Like, at the end of the book, you're left with Tevye alone, basically. All of his daughters have scattered golda died
0: right it's Um, it's a much darker um series of short stories right and then um in the documentary one of my favorite pieces of commentary was from fran leibovitz and she was saying like no one's nostalgic for the old country no one wants to go back there what is this (laughs) but i mean that's kind of her like she's yeah (laughs) she's always sort of um antagonistic that way right Uh, but
1: also (laughs) but then um you know the broadway community thought that it would be quote-unquote too jewish right so they kind of had to find this it's either like middle ground
0: not jewish enough or it's too jewish or it's always something
1: right so do you have a rating
0: i've been thinking about this a lot actually um I think I'm I'm somewhere in between a B plus and an A minus. I was about to
1: say B plus.
0: I really, really, really love the music
1: mm-hmm. in too. this
0: movie. The plot is not my favorite. Yeah. I I don't know. I I love Tevia. Mm-hmm. I love Golda.
1: He's so. He's so cold at the end. It's like you're left on a sour note with Chevia. I feel like.
0: I don't. I don't know. He. I agree, but he also. He's
1: he's already made a lot of concessions. You've s- seen his growth.
0: Yeah, and but you also see that he's not completely cold toward Hava right. and Fiedka. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's speaking through Seidel, but he right. is speaking, right. which is a huge improvement. And I think that, like, the Tevio we've grown to know over the past three hours, I think most people would assume that, you know, give it some time and he's going to get over it. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is a long movie and the plot isn't super thick. I mean, it's very repetitive. Right. We get, you know, the first story with. With Zaydol, right, and basically just say we we see the same thing happen two more times, right,
1: and it just gets progressively um, more uh, radical. Yeah.
0: yeah, and like initially, I don't find like it takes me some time to warm up to Tevia. Like, I'm I'm not as charmed by the song tradition, yeah, as I think some people are mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just watching it and I'm I'm very much like Perchick. You know, I'm watching it and I'm just like, why are we singing about all these traditions that are awful? <laughs> <laughs> these are just traditions that make life hard for women, yeah. for anyone that's different.
1: And I think it kind of points that out when he when he's like, so why do we do, like, well, where did these traditions come from?
0: I'll tell you.
2: I, I don't,
1: don't know. know. <laughs> but I mean,
0: in that sense, he's he's only talking about the clothing that they wear, but to your larger point... And and it's a point that's brought up again in the wedding scene. Um, and Perchik actually is the one that um, initiates that conversation. With the dancing, Some, yeah. Sometimes there isn't a good reason to carry right. on a tradition. And as Tevia points out late in the film, you know, at one point these traditions they were new too. Right. Sometimes new is okay. Right. So th- I mean, there's a ton of growth for Tevia throughout. Um, and I and I really do love him by yeah. the end of it. Mm-hmm. But there's still I don't know. I guess I just get frustrated watching all these movies where women just have such little agency. Yeah. And like even when the daughters wind up marrying them and they wanna be with, like, Zydal's literally on her knees begging. Yeah. And it just makes me feel so uncomfortable to think about having to like beg yeah like the lead male figure in my life
1: and then huddle has to fucking move to siberia
0: <laughs> that sucks yeah i don't i mean look Perchik, he is cute af mm-hmm. but i don't know if i would have gone to siberia for him
1: like let's just have an extended engagement until you get out of prison like
0: kiev is one thing <laughs> siberia are you kidding me yeah. No.
1: And she's going there just to wait for him to get out of prison.
0: I read a book recently about a man-eating tiger in Siberia, and it is so good. And also confirms, like, I never want to step foot in Siberia. Oh,
1: no. That sounds terrifying.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's just so cold. Yeah. And the tigers.
1: Do you want to jump into a recap? Um, or do you have anything else to add before that?
0: I'll just add that, uh, just a couple notes about the production overall. Yeah. Uh, highest grossing film in 1971.
1: This just seems to be a trend for these, the, the ones that we're choosing. They're either like in the top five or or the number one. Well, one.
0: I think that we did make a point to choose some of the more popular Iconic musicals. musicals. Yeah, yeah, for this first go yeah, at our sure. podcast. Yeah, Um, We will eventually do more obscure ones. I mean, we have a list of, I think it's over 150 titles at this point. And I'm not saying that we're doing all 150.
1: (laughs) We'll try. (laughs)
0: That'd be like 300 hours of content. (laughs) But, um, you know, we did make an effort to pick some of the bigger ones. And, you know, for the most part, when a musical makes it onto the big screen i mean they usually do pretty well do they not
1: and it's usually because they usually make it to the big screen because they were hugely popular on stage
0: exactly like yeah exactly yeah. that's what i mean like there's a reason why they get adapted right
1: well in that in that vein yeah this uh, fiddler he- held the record for longest running uh stage broadway show for 10 years Um, It ran for, it was the first to surpass 3,000 performances on stage, and um, it held that record until Greece. 10 years later.
0: At the end of that PBS documentary, they actually say that um, ever since the Broadway production premiered in 1964, Fiddler on the Roof has been performed every single day somewhere in the world for i mean uh, forever yeah
1: that's crazy <laughs> that's
0: insane
1: i mean it's another one of that we i mean we've talked about this before but it's another one that's like always being performed in high schools and yeah. Know, community yeah and i think they do stuff.
0: include like regional and high school theater yeah. when they talk about that also it's a surprise hit like huge hit it was a surprise hit in japan
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, but it makes sense when you think about it because, you know, Japanese culture is a lot about tradition sure. as well. Yeah. And there's a joke um, that someone made to one of the producers, like, I can't believe, you know, this is coming from a Japanese audience, like, I can't believe this musical does so well in America.
1: Mm-hmm. And goes,
0: why? And they're like, because it's so Japanese.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never thought about it that way, as far as, yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, that, uh, the Japanese culture is very is also obsessed with I mean this has nothing to do with anything but Anne of Green Gables.
0: Uh, <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> Why? They
1: have like an Anne of Green Gables I mean, land. I love
0: Anne like, of Green Gables too. They I, have a theme park. Yeah. Shut up.
1: Yeah, they they're like yeah, they're obsessed How, with
0: but what it can't be a theme park. Like
1: I don't know if it's like a theme park it's or it's like just like a storybook land kind of a
0: so you have to like destination. Pay to enter? I think
1: so, yeah. It, and like you can have your picture taken with Anne, you know what? Like, yeah. What? Mm-hmm. Okay, so
0: what is it about Anne of Green Gables? I don't know.
1: I'm not I'm not sure exactly.
0: I mean, because that's a Canadian yeah. production, right? Yeah. Book it's a, slash TV miniseries.
1: Right. I don't know. I mean, this is not something that I did research for for this, so I don't know exactly no, what fair. it was. That's fair, that's fair. Um
0: that's so interesting, though. My sister really loved Anne of Green Gables, and so, like, I kind of loved it a little bit. I didn't keep up with Anne, because, I mean, we get content for her, like, from, what, age eight through, like, 35? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I dropped out somewhere around the time where she becomes, like, a teacher. Because it goes
1: all the way up until wor- I mean, not World like War. a... She goes
0: to, like, teach at, like, a hoity school. Yeah. Where the girls are all brats.
1: At Queens College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and oh and she it, yeah it goes all the way up until gilbert goes to world war 1
0: oh my god gilbert yeah
1: um so how many how many tony awards did west side story win 10
0: oh well you're in charge of the broadway stuff right i think
1: know. it was 10 this one nine um including best musical score book direction and choreography went to jerome robbins mm mm-hmm. Um, five Broadway revivals, uh, the film, yeah.
0: Yeah, Tupple actually, uh, he wound up winning a Tony Award in 1991 because he revived his role as Tevye. Oh. Yeah, in another Broadway production. And I think it was um, in that one where Rosalind Harris, who plays Zitel
2: mm-hmm. in the
0: movie, she played Golda. So oh. she played Golda with the same actor who played her father in the movie. He was only in his mid 30s.
1: Yeah, it looked like he might, have, he might have been aged up a little bit.
0: Rumor has it that they actually took white hairs from the director's eyebrows and beard and put them on um tuples.
1: that's gross <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs>
0: i mean it's not that gross like I guess, I guess, if you think about like what wigs are least, yeah, you know a hair. nice one is yeah, yeah it's human hair okay <laughs> it's kind of weird about thinking about like i'm just gonna excuse me excuse oh, got- me i'm just gonna <laughs> real quick i'm gonna take that and just that glue right. it just glue it right here on my eyeball gross yeah um anyways okay let's let's do the recap
1: okay so the film opens, kind of like with a black screen, and then gradually this, I believe it's a sun sunrise, starts mm-hmm. to appear. With the we wh-
0: get more, more little flourishes of birds and whistles. Uh-huh. Musicals love to open with a little flourish of mm-hmm. flute Flutes. sounds.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but we don't get an overture. This movie does not have an overture.
1: No, I mean, we kind of jump right into tradition.
0: Yeah, um, after we see, I mean, we do get he, credits. Yeah. We see um, we see the titular fiddler.
1: The fiddler. Um, and Tevye talks, of like, basically Tevye opens the show with just, like, giving a little introduction. Yeah. He says, we're all a fiddler on the roof trying to scrape out a tune without breaking our necks. Right,
0: as it turns out, look, I'd never seen this before, so I had no idea that Tevye is not the fiddler. On the roof. He
1: is not the fiddler on the The roof. The fiddler
0: is a metaphor.
1: And so this this kept... (laughs) The fiddler in the movie is funny. He just keeps popping up and, like, smiling at, like... Well, I don't think
0: he's real.
1: No, he's not real. That's why it It kept reminding me of... um talking about 30 Rock again. But you hmm. know like the little blue character that Rachel Dratch plays, like the little hallucination. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, Rachel Dratch was actually on my list of she's not on my final list, but she was on my list of like possible um Yentas.
1: Oh, that would be For recasting. Good. Yeah. Like,
0: wouldn't Rachel Dratch be funny? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is she Jewish? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think so. Yeah. I I tell I I did when we get there, I just like I googled like Jewish actors. <laughs> yeah. And was able to find a lot. I'm
0: pretty sure there's like one or two actors in the movie that are not Jewish.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Obviously, I, I would encourage a Jewish cast. Yeah. Although, I, I guess, I don't know. Except for Fiedka. Like, is it fair that there's a part of me that feels like, I don't know, is Judaism a faith or a race or is it both or is it, or I guess Judaism is different from Jewish,
1: Right. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that we're assuming that they th- th- there is like an Ashkenazi Jewish heritage. Right. That shows up on like genetics or whatever.
0: Yeah. And then there's a lot of people that convert. Right. And then wh- I mean, can they be I don't know. Are I don't they know. in the movie? Are they allowed? I don't know. I have no idea. This stuff
1: is hard. We'll have to before we make the movie, we'll have to consult some some Jewish people,
0: a rabbi.
1: <laughs> um, so after Tevia kind of makes his introduction and talk and like basically explains the title of the movie,
0: yeah, the fiddler is a metaphor for like how precarious, right? Life is, uh, how precarious in your traditions shtetl. are, right? Yeah, like. It's a balancing act, trying to scratch out a tune and, you know, stay a a foot on top of a roof.
1: Right. Life in the pale settlement.
0: They, you know, you'd ask why, if it's so difficult, why would you stay? Right. Well, because it's our home. Right. And tradition helps us realize who we are and what God wants us to do.
1: Right. And tradition also helps you as far as survival and you know scraping out your routines and you know it you know i understand that so in the song tradition we start with the papas
0: (laughs) yeah um and then the mamas then the mamas
1: the sons and the daughters yeah and the daughters is basically like we just wait to get married
0: yeah, more or less they say, you know, the papa, it's his job to read the Torah, uh-huh,
1: to, to go work. to work, yeah.
0: to to decide everything in the household. It's the mom's job to make sure everything is good to go so that he can go do what he wants to do right. or needs to do. Do the housework
1: and all of that.
0: I don't remember the line for the sons. The sons it's, are the only ones that don't get their own little It's like, like at verse. three,
1: I went to Hebrew school. Oh, at yeah. At I learned a trade. At ten.
0: At age ten, I learned a trade. At ten, I learned a trade. That
1: I heard sucks. they picked a wife for me. I hope she's pretty. Yeah, that's all that. Is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's my life. Yeah. Um. And yeah, and then the mamas teach the daughters to sew and mend and...
1: Blah, 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 right. blah, blah, Wait blah, blah, to be blah. married. Um, we're marry
0: f- who their papa tells them to.
1: Right. Oh yeah, preparing me to marry whoever papa picks. Okay, yeah.
0: we don't have the licensing for
1: that, <laughs> so you've got to cut this out.
0: Okay, so Tevia, he's riding through town. He's delivering milk. Mm-hmm. So Tevia is a dairy man.
1: He's the milkman.
0: and he's explaining. Yeah, he's explaining their traditions. We're seeing various scenes. We we see um, Laser Wolf, the, the butcher. butcher, and can we just like talk about how great of a name Laser, Laser Wolf? Wolf. Uh, yeah, okay, how's that not a band? It probably is. It should be Laser Wolf. But so Laser Wolf is like the rich butcher, and we actually like catch a glimpse of him like making. making he's making eyes, eyes at, at Zidal. Zidal. Uh, We see modal sewing, and Uh, we we see see, the rabbi.
1: We're introduced to Yenta, the matchmaker, to the rabbi, I mean to the beggar, yeah, and to the rabbi.
0: Yeah, they ask the rabbi, um, is there a proper blessing for the czar? Which gives us an indication that, you know, this is pre-revolution Russia. Right,
1: this is imperial Russia.
0: Yeah, things are tense. I think we're about like... Ten maybe years away from the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah, it's, this is
1: supposed to be roughly 1905. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So things are the. It's a tense place. Yes. Things are tense. And um,
1: especially in the Pale of Settlement, which basically, right. basically, they are allowed there. They aren't yeah. allowed outside of the Pale. Right. Um. But the Pale of Settlement included a lot of uh, places that countries that don't really exist anymore or the borders have changed but it it it's includes um what we know today as belarus lithuania moldova ukraine parts of poland mm-hmm. so anyway moving on
0: um they asked um i mentioned earlier they asked is there a proper blessing for the czar right and he responds, "May God bless and keep the czar far away from us."
1: <laughs>
0: um, and then, uh, as he says later,
1: there's a there is a blessing for everything.
0: Exactly, even sewing machines. Yes. <laughs> um, Tavia also shows us the others, which are basically uh, the Russian non Jews, right? Um, including the constable, who. Right. He, you know he's a nice enough guy but well not nice enough he's nice yeah uh, in
1: the musical there's some sort of an understanding especially between Te- tevia and the constable yeah as far as having a respect for each other which was one of the things i don't remember who who was upset by it but when the, when it when it came time to make the musical they a lot of uh Jewish people and historians were kind of upset that they made that constable a a sympathetic character.
0: I I can, yeah, I can see that, especially in 1971. I watch it today and I'm just like, screw this guy. Yeah. Because at the end he's like, I hate that you keep blaming me for this. Right. And it's like, (laughs) dude, you're literally the one that's here carrying the orders out. I don't care if you didn't come up with the orders. Like, you could quit your job. Yeah. You could just stop.
1: And in the in the book, he, he is, like, absolutely cruel.
0: Yeah, like, I think, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, like, uh, the whole family winds up dead. Ugh. Yeah, it's,
1: it's, it is not It's as much darker. Yes.
0: Um. So,
1: and he says again, without tradition, our lives would be as shaky as a fiddler on the roof. Right. So, we get it at this Um, point.
0: So, back at home, we see Golda, his wife, Mm -hmm. and um, the daughters. He has five daughters. And Yenta is dropping by for a visit. Yenta is the matchmaker. Yes. And um, Zydel is dreading all the matchmaker's visits because she's the oldest daughter.
1: And we learn later that she already pretty much has a relationship with... um, Modal. Modal.
0: Yeah. Zydel is 19. She's almost 20. Mm-hmm. And um, she... So yeah, She's almost
1: an old maid. Oh,
0: shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but she dreads Yentl coming by because Yentl um, doesn't give a lot of regard to what Zydel wants R- or, in yeah. in her matches. Um, there are always men that are too old or bald or... You know, just maybe a little not suitable for right. a nineteen-year-old girl.
1: And um, and then I think this is when um, Modal shows up. Yeah. And we learn that. Uh, so
0: like, Golda tells Zitel, like, you're way too poor to be picky. Right. Run off. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, she sits down alone with Yenta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, yeah, I think that yeah, that's when Modal shows up and he asks to see Zidal she says no go home
1: oh right they don't go, yeah she just says that uh, she's not around go away
0: yeah and and she establishes i mean Yanta wants to know immediately like what is the tailor doing here what, yeah. the, what is this about and and she's like oh they're just they're play friends mm mm-hmm. Which is weird, because, I mean, she's 19 years old. I don't right. think they're just is she a child Is she a
1: child, or is she a woman who like, needs to be married? They're not
0: playing blocks, right. okay? Right. They might be play friends, but you should be aware of what they're playing. Right. I mean, not that I think they were. I think they're very respectful young, young adults. Yes. But anyways, they established that, like, Golda does not view Modal as a threat at all.
1: Right. And come to find out that... The person that Yenta has in mind for Zydel is, is very old.
0: So metal.
1: But also <laughs> very rich.
0: <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, at, I don't know how old Tevya is supposed to be, but he is at least as old as Tevya. Or, or, or older, yeah. Like, probably older. Probably older. But at least as old as Tevye. Uh And Tevye is probably at least... He's got to be 40... Something.
1: Yeah, I mean to have a daughter. His oldest, his oldest is, is like twenty, so probably around forty. I would, yeah, or in his 40s. although
0: he and Golda got married sight unseen, they did yeah. a they did a married at first sight thing.
2: Yeah,
0: Um and they probably did get married a little bit younger, just based upon the times. Yeah, but but in any event, um Laser Wolf looks.
1: Oh, they said they've been married for twenty five years in Do You Love Me?
0: Right, but we don't know what age they were when they got married. Right, yeah, yeah. Do I what?
1: <laughs> so they were married for like five or six years before they had kids?
0: Wait, how do you what? Because Oh, because Zeitle's the 19.
1: oldest. Yeah. Maybe they lost I don't who know. Yeah, know, who knows? We don't know anything about that.
0: Um, but anyway, Golda Golda's like he's not gonna go for Laser Wolf. Tevia yeah is not gonna approve of la- of Laser Wolf because he's not a learned man. Mm-hmm. Anjanta says, "Listen, just send Tevia to talk to Laser Wolf. Don't tell him what it's about. Yeah. Let the men work it out."
1: Right, and which then- ends up being a a real funny uh, a funny <laughs> situation for them. But we'll yeah. get to that.
0: And then we get matchmaker, matchmaker. Mm -hmm.
1: And this is basically, I mean, it seems like Huddle and uh, Hava are a little bit more excited at the prospect. Right, because
0: they're the younger daughters and they're not having to actually deal with this yet.
1: Right. They're more fantasizing about who it could be. And yeah. Zidol is dreading who it could be.
0: They think there's actual hope that they're going to meet that prince. And Zeidel's like, y'all, you have no idea yeah. what kind of matches are in store and for her, you. And like,
1: her role-playing of Yenta is really funny. <laughs> um,
0: yeah, Rosalind Harris is very good as Zeidel. I really like her.
1: What was it that she said? Um, but he'll hit, he'll hit you, but only when he's sober, so you're all right
0: yeah and he's very tall, okay, from side, side to side, side. But and um he's a grown
1: man, a good match, yes,
0: yeah she says also um he's very young, okay he's sixty two right yeah she that that scene is all pretty and, funny, yeah,
1: turns and out we, all of her all of her nightmares are about to come true. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but um, Hava, I I do really like the line from Hava where she says like I'll bring the veil, you bring the groom, slender and pale. I mean, it's just really cute. Mm-hmm. Hava's like the middle; she's l- the exact middle sister. Because yeah. you know, there's two younger ones that don't really have a role.
1: Yeah, at I don't all. even know what I don't I didn't I don't know what their names are. Bielka mm-hmm.
0: and Sh- Sprint Sprints or Sprints Sprintza. Uh, maybe. Yeah. It's spelled like S H P R I N T Z E. Yeah. Sprinza and Belka. Hmm. Um. But anyway. Um. Yeah. Hava's right in the middle, and I mean, I think she's like the dreamiest, as far as.
1: Oh, like the most. Yeah. The most idealistic. Yeah. Probably. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. But by the end of the song, they're all just terrified.
1: Yeah. Um, and they it ends with them just kind of s- s- fall back on the bed, and they're all scared. Um, and then we go to um, Tevia, who is having a little conversation with God.
0: Yeah, his horse has gone lame.
1: Yes, which it, I think he's it is like, for the rest of the movie. Why
0: then. today? Yeah. Yeah, so I don't if know he's... if a horse recovers from being
1: yeah. lame. So um, for the rest of the movie, he is carrying his cart by himself
0: listen side note that horse in the movie was actually chosen from a lot that was being sent to a glue factory oh and they picked out this horse and the cast lovingly named it shmuel and (laughs) norman jewison saw at the end of the film that that horse was taken to a farm so it could live out the rest of its natural life, which was three more years.
1: Oh. Isn't
0: that nice?
1: So he was he was picked for the very thing that he was going to be killed for?
0: Um, yes. Oh.
1: Yeah. Because of his lame leg. Yeah. Oh.
0: Isn't that sweet?
1: So um, Shmuel,
0: he did good.
1: So Tevia sings If I were a rich man. I mean it's <laughs> It's fine. I like
0: the Gwen Stefani version. (laughs) I was
1: about to say we have another... (laughs) Just kidding. Another visit from Gwen Stefani.
0: Yeah, no, I really don't prefer the Gwen (laughs) Stefani version.
1: Um, There are some funny lines in this.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, it is funny. And also, I think that, I mean, he he dies... (laughs) He has a lot of funny lines, but he also makes a point of saying that if he were rich the best thing he'd get to do is like study the Torah all day long. Yeah. Like he he's not actually that materialistic. Like what he wants is just a life of not having to worry and getting to study God all day.
1: Yeah. What was the really funny line though? It was um I'll have one big staircase just going up. Oh yeah, and, and then, then, then one even just bigger, going down. one even bigger going down. And
0: then one. one...
1: Going nowhere just for show. <laughs> going
0: nowhere at all. I'm just like <laughs> this man has really never seen money before,
1: or a staircase. Like
0: he has no idea <laughs> what to do with money. He just wants to build
1: structures. Right.
0: Then no dividends.
1: It's like you just explained an escalator. Savia <laughs> <laughs> so just invented the escalator.
0: He's like me playing The Sims. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'll put a staircase here. I'll put a staircase there. But a staircase here. (laughs) Rosebud, Rosebud, Rosebud.
1: Um. So since the horse has a bum foot, tevia decides to take the cart into town himself. Yeah. Um. And in town, they he runs into a man who has found a news story about um. Uh, another town where, similar to theirs, where all of the Jews have been evicted from their homes.
0: Yeah, the, the pogrom. Yeah. Basically, which is where, you know, it's pre-revolution, things are getting heated, and I think more or less the government was just, like, finding Jewish people as scapegoats. Right. And so they started ordering the local constables, I guess that's what you'd call them. That's what he's called in this movie. Yeah. To um as he later says to <laughs> stir things up to right. create a commotion, to basically make life so uncomfortable for the Jewish community that they
1: just decide leave. to leave on their own. Yeah. And then eventually they end up just kicking them out.
0: Yeah, if that doesn't work then you right. know, they take it a step further, right? But so, like, yeah. So the men, um, they're arguing, or they're not really arguing, but they're they're listening to the news that Avram has brought, and then that's when Perchik shows up, right? And he's like this little, I mean, he's kind of obnoxious because he's like a much younger guy, and he yeah. walks up to these older men. And he's like, you like, don't know what you're talking I've about." I've
1: been to Kiev.
0: I went to college. <laughs> I'm... I know
1: things. <laughs> yeah, he's like he's like the person who studied abroad once.
0: Yeah, know, and comes back with an accent. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean he's they call him a radical. He's probably like what we would think of as a Marxist, I right. guess. Like he still has his religion, but he he's very much like eat the rich.
1: Yeah, and he he he's resentful of them because they don't know anything about the outside world. And there he he sees them as kind of just letting this stuff happen. They'll they'll fight about it. They're
0: complaining internally, but they won't do anything.
1: Right. There's no action.
0: Right. Because in his mind, like the even though he is still very much a a Jew and he is a believer, like the faith is also keeping people down. Mm -hmm. The traditions are stifling their progress. Right. At least that's how he views it.
1: Right. Um, and for whatever reason, Tevia takes a liking to Perchik. Um, Perchik explains. Yeah,
0: he says. I mean, Perchik is right. I mean, you guys are right too, but Perchik is right.
1: Right, and you're also right.
0: Yeah, everyone <laughs> is right. Tevia is a likable guy.
1: And uh, so Perchik says that he can uh, teach uh, Tevia's daughters in exchange for food. So they, yeah. ma- so they make this arrangement, and uh, Tevia decides to bring Perchik home for the Sabbath that night.
0: Yeah, for dinner that night. Um, and then yeah, so they show up. Yenta tells Tevia, "You got to go talk to Laser Wolf mm-hmm. after dinner after Sabbath." Um, meanwhile, Zidel is trying to convince Modal that he's got to talk to Tevia. Right. She can tell that a match is right around the corner. And she's sort of panicking.
1: And this movie is just full of. I have to talk to you about something. What? I'm busy. Nothing. I can't.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, there's a lot of backing down. There's, and you know, it's always the women that. I mean, even though Modal does eventually like go to Tevia, like it takes a lot of prodding from mm Hmm.
2: Um.
0: Uh, Hava, she's the one that winds up doing the talking. Oh with yeah, because later Fiedka. on. And then Hodel also does it because freaking Perchick is in jail in Siberia. Right. Uh, But anyway, so Zytel's trying to convince Muddle, you got to go talk to my dad. And he's like, but I'm just, I'm just a tailor. He's like,
1: I haven't even gotten my sewing machine yet.
0: And she says the line, even a poor tailor is entitled to some happiness.
1: And that's what he uses.
0: yeah, and it's like a light bulb moment. He's like, yeah. "Oh shit, like that you're you're right. I am a human being. I right. do deserve happiness. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then um yes, he uses that line later on Tevia, and that's the moment where I think I think Zidal was always in love with him because they were childhood besties, but her face just really lights up. When he says that because line, because she knows
1: that he that, sh- like, that he a, took he what she said to, to her. her, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: and B, like he's finally speaking up for himself, right? Yeah, but we get to that later.
1: Um, so they do the Sabbath prayer.
0: It's really, really beautiful. Like the whole town, the whole chorus, yeah, sings on that one, and it's sort of like in a round style. Mm-hmm. It's really pretty. It's as pretty as the singing nuns that we've referenced earlier, but they are not nuns. For obvious reasons.
1: No. They, no. Um, but it's
0: lovely. <laughs> and that whole scene, by the way, was lit, like in filming. It was lit by candlelight. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine how many candles it
1: took. Interesting, yeah. But
0: yeah, it was all lit by candlelight.
1: Um, one thing that I really appreciate about this movie, not necessarily in this scene, um, because obviously when the chorus comes in, you know, those are, it sounds like trained singers, but. That none of the principal actors are really like fantastic singers,
0: but they're not bad singers either. No, because I mean the music is not super duper challenging.
1: No, it's not really rangy. I mean, it's
0: not like I feel like I love this soundtrack for a couple reasons. One, you get all of Tevia's, or not all of them, but a lot of Tevia's monologues. And so it's sort of like you can go through the film right? listening to the soundtrack. Like, they're not two separate entities. Right. The way, like, Moulin Rouge, the soundtrack is totally different from the movie. Sure, yeah. Yeah, you can listen to the soundtrack and feel like you're reliving the movie. And then I also love that, like, yeah, it's singable. Yeah. You know, if you're a casual listener like me...
1: I'd say probably the most... I can
0: sing along with it and not feel the worst. <laughs>
1: I feel like maybe the most challenging song is Far From the Home I Love, but it also is sung by probably the best singer of the bunch. I think that...
0: I will, I've will. i never tried to sing that one, so I, I don't know how yeah. challenging it is. <laughs> but yeah, no, um, that is a beautiful song, and she is great, but...
1: So after this, I mean,
0: they're not amazing singers, but I, 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 I don't know. I don't want to. It makes it seem. I'm I not, don't want to discredit any of them because I no, do think no, they're No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying
1: that it's a good thing. I feel like it. it makes it a little bit more accessible. Um, like
0: I feel like Norma Crane in "Do I Love You." I feel like she's really good. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm not saying that they're bad singers. I'm just saying that it's not. They're not so good to that it's like distracting when they start singing it. it, it, it they all s- sound very much in character.
0: Yeah, I don't you know think anyone mean? was dubbed for this.
1: It's great. <laughs> so after the Sabbath prayer, Tevia goes into town to meet with Laser Wolf, and he is under this. By the way, Laser
0: Wolf's house is, like, super nice.
1: Yeah, he's got lots wallpaper, of... Wallpaper. It looks like he's got got lots of gold. A ton
0: of silver and gold. Yeah. Silver candlesticks. Lots of
1: precious metals.
0: A lot of nice upholstery. Mm-hmm. Fine upholstered.
1: What does he say... Tavia says something about it. It's like this is what oh so this is what you get with a butcher cell or something like that, right?
0: Oh, uh, by like cutting up a bunch of dead animals. Oh yeah, or th- oh yeah, this
1: is what you get for slaughtering a bunch of innocent animals. That's what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so
0: yeah, because Tavia doesn't like he he's not a big fan of Laser Wolf. No, like he doesn't have a lot of respect for him. He thinks he's not a learned man.
1: Right and when golda tells him to meet with laser wolf he gets it in his head that it's about the milk cow about his right. new, about his new milk cow so they start having this discussion um
0: Tevye says something about like well you come for the one and next thing i know you'll, you'll be want coming another. for another and it's he's like, like another why, why would i want another <laughs> one says so for the same <laughs> thing you'd want the first one <laughs> yeah and the look on that The look on Laser Wolf's face is pretty funny. He was played by Paul Mann, Mm -hmm. who was a famous um, Canadian stage actor. I I looked up his acting credits, and there was actually only one other movie listed that he was in, but a lot of stage credits, all in Canada.
1: Interesting. Um,
0: He was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor.
1: Musical or comedy. Uh, right. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And I can't remember if he won. He wasn't nominated at the Academy Awards, but Leonard Frey was. He plays Modal. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And he won.
1: Interesting. Yeah.
0: But anyhow, I wouldn't. I
1: don't think that I would have like picked out that performance as one to be nominated for a Academy Award for.
0: No, me neither. Because I think this scene where he's. Well, we'll get to it. Well, we're I, almost there. I'm hitting the microphone yeah. again. I get too animated when I talk so
1: I think is this one of the is this the first time that I keep in my notes I'm calling them like the Zach Morris timeout moments. <laughs> <laughs> where yeah,
0: where like freezes freeze time they and f-
1: does like an inner monologue. I
0: think it's the only time where they do the proper like freeze frame.
1: Right, he, and well, they it happens... freeze it on
0: like the dumbest expression.
1: Right, this is like a close up of Laser Wolf's face <laughs> what? when it happens. When it happens with the daughters, they all of a sudden become far away.
0: When does it happen with the daughters?
1: Well, we'll get there. But every time that they come to ask him if they can marry who they want to marry he does a like little inner monologue timeout thing
0: yeah i guess i just like i don't find it as noticeable in the other scenes like mm-hmm. it just looks like they've sort of cuz they don't give us like a freeze frame shot
1: it's just it's a frame of them being very far away
0: right Whereas right. in this case they like freeze it like a close on up laser of wolf like with a dumb expression <laughs> yes. like record scratch
1: what <laughs> yes
0: and the rest of the film it's like I don't know that they're even stopping time necessarily they're just focusing on the couple or, or the actor
1: couple yeah. yeah it's well yeah it, it in in every case it's a chance for him to convey his inner monologue to the audience
0: right yeah that monologue that they put on the soundtrack, and I very much appreciate.
1: yeah. Um, so he has a this is a pretty quick inner monologue and he decides that it's fine.
0: yeah, there's a lot of on the one hand
1: on, on the, the other, other hand. hand.
0: And basically he decides that like, you know, maybe I was wrong about this guy.
1: He seems fine, plus he's rich.
0: He wants to give my daughter a life of comfort.
1: idol will have everything that she needs. yeah, so he's like, you know what? We'll do it. Yeah. So they start to sing to life, um, and they start drinking vodka at the L- house. I am. Um, and I don't... <laughs> drinking this much straight vodka sounds like a nightmare, but um, you know what? It's part of the culture. I don't know.
0: You need to learn how to party, Alex.
1: <laughs> Do you drink warm straight vodka by the court full?
0: I drink tequila <laughs> by the I, court full.
1: I'm drinking a cherry lime rita by
0: <laughs> the courtful
1: by the courtful
0: you just got he y'all alex just has a bucket <laughs> just a bucket of cherry lime ritas uh-huh. it's crazy i made i it, mean it's like it's at least 2.5 gallons i made
1: it in the toilet of my <laughs> siberian prison <laughs> okay <laughs> anyways so they make it to the bar um, they decided to to take their celebration to the bar. Um, they go out to celebrate and we get a big dance number. Yeah, which is great.
0: Um, it's more Jerome a nice, Robbins. It's a nice scene. Um, Jerome Robbins said so he went to we'll see more of this later in the bottle dance, but like when he was researching the the choreography for the stage musical, he went to a few orthodox weddings, uh-huh. and he was really, really in love with the way that the men danced. Yeah. Um, another thing we'll get to with the wedding later, like the separation of the genders, but like he really loved the way the men danced. It's very acrobatic. Yeah. And, um, very peacocky. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> but I really like this scene because um, the men... That are at the bars. Some of them include like some younger Russian guys who were obviously not Jews.
1: But they decide to join in the celebration. Yeah, and then you see their yeah.
0: They congratulate Tevya, and then um, they do their like
1: very Russian dance.
0: I looked it up. I well, I Wikipedia Russian folk dance, and Wikipedia calls it squat work.
1: Yeah, I was just to say about to say it's a lot of squatting and like immediately standing up into a kick. I or feel like, like there's
0: a better, probably Russian name for it than squat work.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but, I mean, if you think about Russian but dancing, but it, it
0: is it is accurate.
1: Right, it's like a squat where you jump immediately up into like a. I know. I have no thing.
0: idea how they do it. They're so flexible, and like their legs go all the like higher than Rockettes do. Yeah, it's insane. And then one of them actually accidentally like bumps into Tavia, and it looks like there's gonna be a bit of a rumble. Right. But instead, he offers his hand out, and Tavia takes it, and they just dance together. And right.
1: And then they all start kind of dancing together.
0: Yeah, because it's been more or less established that an Anna Anna Tefka. The different people, they get along just fine. There are no issues. Right.
1: It's basically like they keep to themselves, we keep to ourselves.
0: But even in this instance, we see that they get together and they do great. And right. they, they have fun. As long as fun. you have...
1: Yeah. Especially when you got vodka involved.
0: Yeah. Oh, but it could go it it could the go other the, way. Absolutely
1: could go the other it way. It could
0: go really poorly.
1: So, after this, uh, Tevia is kind of stumbling out of the bar and he runs into the constable. Yeah. Who, I guess, is trying to be trying to be like a good friend or something. Look, the
0: constable is like a nice guy who's like a little bit bigoted. Yeah. Like, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he knows that he likes Tevia. Right. And so he feels like... The right thing to do is let Tevye know
1: that there's going to be a an unofficial demonstration, which means yeah, like
0: a, little kerfuffle. a
1: pogrom light.
0: Right. We're not going to kick you out, but we're going to make it clear that we don't like you. Right. And I feel like you should know that because I do like you and I'm just following orders. Right. Bro. Are we good, Bro. Bro. Yeah. You and me, we're good though, right? Fuck him. We're good. Yeah, we're good.
1: Yeah, I mean, he—it's like it's—I feel like it's almost more for his own, uh, for his own view of himself that he's doing this.
0: It one hundred percent is.
1: Like I'm a good guy. I'll let Tevia know.
0: Like I'm pretty sure this constable isn't gonna be killed if he refuses Mm-mm. to carry through these orders. I know that, like.
1: He might be sent somewhere else, and then the next person will do something horrible. But I don't
0: right, know. It, I mean, but just like everybody that protests is gonna be sent somewhere else. Right. Yeah. Um, Doesn't mean
1: that you shouldn't. Because uh, if you show that you have sy- this much sympathy, then you know that it's wrong. You know right. what I mean?
0: Exactly. He he's aware that it's wrong, and later on we do see like a superior talking to him and suggesting. If you can't do this, we'll just get someone else. Yeah. He says, okay, I'll do it. Right. He could step down. Right. He could stop doing it. Right. I don't think he's at risk of loss of life.
1: He might be sent to Siberia. No.
0: <laughs> I know. And, like, Siberia sucks. <laughs> but, yeah. No, so I don't th- have any sympathy.
1: The next day or however, much, however later, um, we are down by the river.
0: Oh, yeah, Perchick is teaching the younger daughters.
1: Something, and he's, like, teaching them (laughs) something wrong,
0: No, no, I mean, I don't know if it's wrong, but, like, it's really funny. He's teaching them the story of Jacob, Uh and and the moral of the story in his (laughs) mind is that, like, never trust an employer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which, I mean, fair. Because
0: Jacob had been promised to marry, I think, Rachel... Uh Um, but then the dad instead offered like the quote-unquote uglier daughter (laughs) (laughs) and in order to marry the one that jacob wanted to he had to work another seven years
1: (sighs) (laughs) the moral of the story oh
0: my gosh i'm sure i was taught this in bible school (laughs) which is mind-blowing uh the moral of the story though according to perchick is that uh, employers are never to be trusted.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you got there, but fair.
0: Well, because the dad lied to Jacob.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Golda comes and calls the younger kids to come home. Mm-hmm. And so then Huddle and Perchik are left by the riverside. And they're flirting a little bit. Flirting
0: a little bit. Like, she gives him grief about his interpretation of the story. He gives her grief about, well, you've got a crush on the rabbi's son. Right. And then, um, basically, when they're, like, at the height of butting heads, he says something to paraphrase, like, you are so smart and you're wasting your brain By not questioning everything that's happening around you. Mm -hmm. You know, like in the city, kids get together and they hold hands and they dance and it doesn't take a matchmaker and you just do what you want.
1: When I was abroad in Kiev. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, Actually, (laughs) in Kiev, the culture... (laughs) <laughs> says that you just openly love.
1: It's free
0: love. Free love. It means everywhere. It means
1: free loves means you touch hands.
0: <laughs> and he he shows her this cool new dance.
1: Right, which is basically just like jumping and twirling while holding hands. Mm-hmm. But she loves it. But
0: holding hands is, you know, she's probably never held. No, hands at the time, the it's
1: very intimate. I imagine.
0: Yeah, she's probably never done that before. And mm-hmm. so, um, uh, yeah, he, he asked, like, do you like it? And she's like, yeah, this is this this is, really is nice. The, I mean, this
1: is like the moment when they fall for each other, basically.
0: Yeah, toward, like at the end of the dance, there's a moment. Yeah. Like, it's a fuzzy filter moment. They don't use the fuzzy filter, but they could not, have.
1: They could have, but this movie does not they don't have do any fuzzy filter. Which they, I
0: really appreciate.
1: They left that behind in the 60s. I
0: guess so. <laughs> I guess the 70s finally turned it off. But, um, had it been made a couple years earlier, like I guarantee you, there would have been a big fuzzy filter, like all around
1: really twinkly eyes.
0: Yeah, like, huh? I mean, they (laughs) still have that look on their faces, like, it's a little silly. Like, oh, I never noticed you before.
1: Oh, even though Perchick is. Dreaming.
0: By the way, um, that actor, I mean, he is Jewish, mm-hmm. but they had to give him contact lenses because he has blue eyes.
1: I know plenty of that's interesting. Yeah. I feel like I know plenty of Jewish people with blue eyes.
0: Paul Michael Glazer, Starsky.
1: I'll have to look up his IRL pictures, see those baby blues.
0: Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> if you want to.
1: So we go back to uh, oh, yeah. Tevia and Zeidel.
0: Tevia wakes up with a hangover.
1: Yes. And now he has the unenviable task of being hum- hungover and letting Zeidel know that he just signed her life away.
0: Although, like, he doesn't see any problem with it. True. Like, there's nothing unenviable about his position as far as he's concerned. Not right now. Right. Other than being poor, right? But as far as like telling, but what what
1: is going to end up being an unenviable unenviable position?
0: I guess so. He goes to tell. Well, I mean, first he has to like. I don't know why he bickers with Golda so much. I mean, I I do and I don't. Like they're supposed to be that old married bickering couple, right? But like, all she wants to know is like, how did it go with Laser Wolf last night? And yeah, why just, not like, just shut up? Why, Patience.
1: Why not just tell her? Just tell her. Just be like, yes, I'm, I made the deal. I, I'm got go to go sells Idol now. Like it's not. <laughs> <That's> that, all... <laughs> it's not
0: that hard.
1: No one wants to. No one wants to an- answer any questions in this movie. It's like not now.
0: Yeah, it, it would take me 30 seconds. <laughs> or and I less. Can't. And, then, like, this is a point in time where they had a lot of hours in their day uh-huh. to fill. And he's already. There was no Netflix.
1: He's already, as Golda <laughs> said, he's already slept half the day away. Right? Did he not Just ha- let her
0: nap. Just, just let her but know. But also, Anyways. like,
1: did he not have to get up at, like, 6 a.m. and deliver milk? Like, why did he sleep till noon?
0: He probably did, but he was hungover. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Um, but anyway, so he, he he basically refuses until he can tell Zidale. He finds Idol in the barn. He tells her, you're getting married to Laser Wolf. She's not thrilled about it. Mm-hmm. Hava gives, like, the most unenthusiastic, like, muzzle tub <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. And then Perchik shows up and he was like, yeah, good job on landing a rich dude. <laughs> <laughs> and he says it in a way that she's like, mm, I'm judging you. Uh-huh. This is lame. And, and you know, Tavia's like, what's so bad about marrying a rich guy? And I think, oh, like the whole time, like Golda, by the way, like once she finally finds out, she is ecstatic. Right. She like claps and he's like, oh, do you have to? Oh, with to? the
1: clapping, yeah. She's like, get.
0: <sighs> you know what? You're the one that's hung over. Right. You don't get a pass for that.
1: Um, so obviously she is, Zydel is mortified.
0: Yeah, she, she breaks down. She's
1: yeah. not happy. She says she can't do it. Um, and, she, and I think that something that really gets to Tevia is when she says, he's like, but we made an agreement. And she says, um, is an agreement really more important than I am?
0: Yeah, I think I agree. I think that's the moment where he's like, well, I guess not. Yeah. He relents. He loves his daughter and too Mo- and much and to shows deny up. her some happiness. And then, yeah, right after. Like, he tells her, I won't force you to do this. Yeah. And then Model shows up, wants to talk to Tavia. He keeps rejecting him until finally his idol is like, would you please just listen to him? Yeah. And then it, it takes a little bit, but he,
1: he uses finally
0: that s- gets it out. He
1: uses that same line, even a... Poor Taylor is entitled to some happiness.
0: Yeah, because at first Tevia thinks it's absurd that number one, he's like proposing his own matchmaking. Right. And number two, like, you're poor. Yeah. <laughs> you can offer my daughter nothing. How dare you?
1: And so eventually, um, eventually, well, they said that they already made a pledge a year ago, first of all. Yeah. And then um, uh, modal promises, he says, I promise you that your daughter will not starve. Yeah, and this is where he does the timeout and has his little. Oh,
0: that's right. He does he his sees little. That like,
2: yeah.
1: In her inner monologue, he's like, "This is the most like a man, for a better, for lack of a better word."
2: <laughs> he reasons
0: like, for the first time, like this guy has raised his voice to me. Right. Which shows that he has some courage
1: right. and that he's
0: never had before.
1: Right. And promi- promised to take care of her.
0: Yeah. And he's, um, he's clearly in love with her. Mm-hmm. She's clearly in love with him.
1: She looks happy. She looks hopeful, is what he says. Yeah. Um, So he... He, he
0: reasons that it's worth it to agree to that marriage. Right.
1: So he relents but he doesn't know how he's going to tell golda
0: which is so dumb
1: <laughs> uh, but before that we do we get miracle of miracles
0: yeah it's a cute song
1: it's just them being happy about
0: yeah and uh, he's going through all of the like classic old testament miracles and right. comparing what just happened with them like the fact that tavia just gave his blessing for us to get married is just as big of a miracle right. as parting the Red Sea.
1: Right. It's like, yeah, he says, uh, of all God's miracles, large and small, the most miraculous one of all is the one I thought would never be because God has given you to me.
0: Oh, it's lovely.
1: lovely. Lovely. Um, so, um, so then we meet, uh, so Hava is coming home from somewhere on the road and she is met by a gang of Russian youths who are giving her a hard time.
0: Yeah, they're just like poking fun at her because she's like a young Jewish girl, and they're horny Russian teenagers or something.
1: And then um, Fyedka stops
0: them. Mm -hmm. He says, "You leave her alone."
1: Yes, and he. So they leave her alone. He says that he likes her. He likes that he's seen her at the at the bookstore or whatever the library. He likes that she likes to read, right?
0: Yeah, and he says that um, he's um, he wants to get her get to know her, mm-hmm. and that his name is Fiatka and he's pleasant and charming mm-hmm. and ambitious and quite modest. <laughs> That's it pretty cute. It's cute, and then he gives her a book.
1: Right. This is his like. This is him it's getting. It's
0: very Jess from Gilmore Girls.
1: Right. I mean, it's the it's the uh, it's the guarantee of the second date. Like, you take this book. I'll have to get it back from you at some point, and yeah. then we can talk about it.
0: It's a good move. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for anyone, less like it's a good move. Like here, right. take this, and when you finish it, you can let me know. Right. How did you like it?
1: Right. So that happens. It's cute, but forbidden. And uh, so then we go come back to Tevia and Golda in bed.
0: Yeah, so Tevia's decided the way he's going to break the news to Golda about Zytel's new engagement to Muddle is to feign a, a dream. Right. Where, where in the dream, um, all of their deceased loved ones are present. And, um... Especially specifically,
1: Grandma's Idol.
0: Yeah, we meet Grandma's Idol, whose yeah. idol, the daughter, was named after. Mm-hmm. Um Golda's grandmother. And also, Laser Wolf's deceased widow. Right. Or, Frum- not widow, but deceased...
1: Deceased wife.
0: Wife, yeah. uh Sarah. And basically, he makes this whole thing up... And, I mean, it's a it's a funny dream sequence. Yeah. But he's making the whole thing up and more or less saying that, like, your grandmother thinks that she should marry Modal, and also, if she doesn't, Laser Wolf's dead ex-wife is, is going, going, to... going to kill her. Right. And maybe everyone else. Right. And then, like, I guess Golda's really into dream interpretation, so she says... Oh my gosh, we can't do this. She has to marry Modal cuz right. that's what my grandmother said. And then Tavia has this little moment that actually really frustrates me where he's like he like looks up at Ghani and is like, "Uh, oh, we pulled a fast one on her." Just like, why wouldn't you just tell just tell her? Yeah. Just
1: tell her. And T- is funny cuz he has <laughs> he has these inner monologues with God and then also with the audience and it's hard to tell if like if they're if all of his inner monologues are supposed to be with God or if it's if they're two separate things because sometimes he like addresses the sky I think
0: when he's talking to the camera he's just thinking yeah and when he's looking up at the sky he's talking to God right but in this scene he like he's looking upward and he points at his temple. And then he points upwards, like, uh-huh, yeah. uh huh. Yeah. We got her good on this one. As though, like, God has endorsed this complete fabrication, <laughs> this complete deception. Like, I, I understand that he and Golda bicker a lot, but I don't understand why he can't just say to Golda, like, listen, I'm the man of the house, as was established earlier. Right. And Seidel is in love with Modal. And I'm not going to force her to marry another man. Yeah. I'm not going to do it.
1: I feel like Golda would respect that.
0: I do, too. I mean, I know that Golda's, like, her chief concern is her daughter's being cared for. Right. Because she does mention in Do I Love You, she mentions how she's been with him for 25 years, starved. With him yeah. for 25 years. I mean, I think she really just wants her daughters to literally not starve. Right. Like, it, it's not and a matter And with Wolf, of,
1: that's a guarantee.
0: Right. It's not like a, a matter of comfort as we know it today. It's a matter of, like, literally eating or not eating. Right.
1: And Modo might be poor, but he has a career. Right. Yeah. And, I mean... And if she knew that, you know, he promised to take care of her and that she wouldn't starve, I think that would be enough for her.
0: It might. I mean, by the end of the dream sequence, it is. Well, yeah. And only because allegedly her dead grandmother <laughs> approached Tevia in his dream that yeah. didn't happen. <laughs> And said, "It is funny she that has they, to marry Modal.
1: It, this like weird like dream fantasy sequence. It's funny that it's included in this show. It's just like the only moment of fantasy in the whole thing. It's I feel like there's a lot of for for a show or a movie that has a lot of realism. It's a strange departure.
0: I don't know it for a fact, but we mean, we talked about this a little bit in the first episode." I think there's a little bit of um, a little bit of a reference to Fiddler on the Roof and Book of Mormon because they do a spooky Mormon Hell dream.
1: Uh-huh.
0: It's like a whole song. I think that's the name of the song. is Spooky Mormon Hell Dream.
1: I did look it up and the, and that is purposeful in Book of Mormon to have all of those Broadway references.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. no, it definitely is. Yeah. like they, they weren't just like copying people. It's definitely so purposeful. If it, so if
1: it seems like a reference, it probably, it probably is. is. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I was just saying. Like, I know for sure that it, the Sound of Music references were specifically the Sound of Music references. Yeah. I don't know for certain that there is a fiddler on the roof reference here, but it certainly looks like. Yeah. There could have been.
1: So. And
0: sounds like musically.
1: So this works on Golda. She. She agrees, or in her mind comes up with the idea that Yeah, <laughs> his idol should marry uh, Muddle.
0: And he's like, "Oh, uh-huh, we got her."
1: So then we, I think we skip pretty much right to the wedding.
0: Uh, yeah, more or less, yeah.
1: Um, Our,
0: well, we we get one brief scene where um, we see the constable. Yeah, being given more orders. Yeah. Like they said, you need to do this like disruption. Mm-hmm. He clearly hasn't done it yet, and they're yeah. saying if you don't do it, we're gonna find somebody else, and then we go to the wedding.
1: And so we know what's happening.
0: Yeah, we know what's about to happen. Yeah, but we do the wedding procession. They're all carrying candles. It's we get very uh, lovely
1: sunrise, sunset, another beautiful song.
0: Yeah, at the wedding.
1: There are yeah, there are so many iconic songs from this musical
0: yeah no sunrise sunset is really beautiful and um something that i really really like about that song is the the lyricist sheldon harnick i think is his name he actually um he came up with some new lyrics in 2011 because it's a big uh wedding song yeah. It's sung in a lot of weddings. So he came up with some new ones in 2011 that would make it appropriate for homosexual weddings. Oh. Yeah. I love
1: that. He just
0: did, like, a few lyric changes mm-hmm. for, like, whatever the genders are. Yeah. And, for example, like, for two guys, you changed it to, like, when did they become so handsome? Yeah. Instead of when did they become so pretty? Uh-huh. And I just, I think that's really, I mean, no one ever asked for that.
1: Oh, Sheldon.
0: Yeah. And he just saw that, like, people love singing this at weddings and I should make it inclusive. So he did. Isn't that nice?
1: It's so funny that this song, I mean, obviously, it just doesn't seem... (laughs) Like uh, a a typical wedding song, as far as it's
0: really bittersweet.
1: It's very bittersweet, and
0: like the tone of the music is really sad. yeah.
1: It's in a minor. It's in a minor key. Yeah. Um, it's a yeah. It's a little bit. It's if I. It's, it's a little bit more like a dirge or something. You know. Like but, I
0: wouldn't want to play it at my like if I were to ever have a wedding. I, yeah. I don't think I'd want to play that song. I feel like it would just bum everybody out.
1: And like you were saying, it's from more of a more of a perspective of like the families and the parents than most traditions are. You know, this this song is from the the parents' perspective where they're letting go of their children. Yeah, they
0: you know? talk about like the seed turning into a sunflower overnight, about just how time passes really quickly, and
1: and it's a you know it's a time when people.
0: I mean, it is lived lived with
1: their parents until they got married, right? So it's like, you know, this is this is also a farewell song from the parents to the kids. Yeah, exactly.
0: It's it's bittersweet because they're happy for their children, but they're going to miss them. Right. Yeah, empty nester
1: song. So um, there's now there's a wedding dance. They do the bottle dance.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the bottle dance is super cool.
1: It's really cool.
0: Yeah. So Jerome Robbins went to a few Orthodox weddings mm-hmm. just to like do a little bit of research while he was staging the choreography for the Broadway production. And he saw a man, I mean, first of all, he was just like really impressed by the men's dancing. Yeah. Um. Then he saw a man at one wedding, where he was balancing a bottle on top of his head, the way that we see them doing the bottle dance. Yeah. And he wasn't dancing, but he was just pretending to be drunk, like he was swaying back and forth. Yeah. And um, balancing it the whole time, and he was really impressed and thought, "I've got to make that a part of the show somehow." So he came up with the bottle dance, and as far as I know, like. That's real when they do it in the movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, you see them put it on; they just like.
0: I know, but I mean, yeah. special effects do exist. I mean, sure. they, they obviously could have swapped out hats. Yeah. for,
1: it you looks know, like they just bottles make,
0: that are just glued on. It looks
1: like they just make a dent in their bowler, and it just sits there. You know.
0: Yeah. Which makes it sound easier than I'm sure it is. Oh, I'm sure it's... Yeah. I mean, I was, so like, difficult. blown away yeah. when I was watching them, like, you know, do that squat work. <laughs> 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 like, they go, like, they slowly lower all the way down until their knees touch the floor. And it's just, like, it's kind of mind-blowing. And this
1: is one of those things where it's, like, Jerome Robbins' influence... I mean, you, you're not going to see a production of Fiddler without this move in it.
0: Yeah. Like, I watched, um, <laughs> I watched an episode of Gilmore Girls last night <laughs> where they are staging an elementary school production of it's, Fiddler on the Roof.
1: It's a great episode. I know what you're talking about.
0: The episode is so tastefully called Jews in Chinese Food
1: okay
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> mm, amy sherman paladino <laughs> anyways in in the elementary school production it is pretty cute and uh, we don't get to see the bottle dance but we do see that Lorelai, who is in charge of costumes she she did sew the bottles into the caps but i mean they're in third grade so yeah. that's fine that's totally except allowed except for kirk yeah, that's the weirdest part about it. They have Kirk playing Tevia.
1: and the only song they show f- from the musical is
0: Do I Love You. And and the girl is in 3rd grade.
1: And Kirk is an adult if you've never seen Gilmore Girls. And, I, and, I and mean, it's supposed to and it's supposed to like inspire Lorelai to remember that she's like in love with Luke or something. Yeah. It's yeah, because anyway.
0: Luke and Lorelai are standing on, they're standing backstage, and they're watching the whole thing and clearly having a moment. Yeah. Well, yeah, this grown man, Kirk, is, and at this point in time, like, I don't think Kirk and Lulu, the teacher, I don't think they're even together. No. And so, like, Kirk is just there because they claim they couldn't find a third grader talented enough to play tennis so they
1: pick Kirk,
0: yeah, and they say, like, we even went to the scary border schools or something like they have, like, schools outside of the county or something that they went to. Oh, and she's like, no. we even went to those, and no one was good enough. <laughs>
1: she's like,
0: oh, yikes, Connecticut!
1: Oh, um, Connecticut,
0: yeah, it's. There's so much about Gilmore Girls that hasn't aged well, and that's one
1: of them. So they start after the wedding dance. They start doing some gift giving. Uh, Tevia and Golda give them a feather bed, new pillows, candlesticks.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: Um. And then Laser Wolf gives them five chickens.
0: Five whole chickens.
1: And, um, that are are to be. Used at their first five uh, sabbaths. Sabbath. Yes. Yep. Um, and Tevia and Laser get into it a little bit.
0: Yeah, basically, Laser. Um, He's he, like, he I'm not mad. Gift.
1: I'm not mad at all. Well, Tevia <laughs> looks
0: a little bit drunk. Yeah. Because he and so Laser's given the gift to the couple, and then Tevia stands up and says, like, as the father. Of this bride and her new husband, I accept your gifts. Yes. And uh, basically, he he goes into his, um, as the book tells us, or as the good book tells us. Right. And finally, someone is like, I don't have to listen to you. Yeah. Enough with as the good book. Because <laughs> he does say that a lot. Yes. Um... But basically, yeah, Laser Wolf says, I don't have to listen to anymore. They get into it. He's they like, get I'm into taking my chickens more. back.
1: And then and you and hear Mom like. Was
0: like, these are my chickens. <laughs> but like very
1: quietly. He's like, but uh, excuse me, but those are actually my oh, chickens. Yeah, he
0: keeps trying to stand <laughs> up and, and Tapia keeps pushing him down. Yeah. And he's like, they're my chickens. <laughs> so, yeah, they they all get into this big shouting match until Perchick shows up. And he's like, it's "Like, how
1: about we all break the rules and dance with the opposite sex?"
0: Yeah, because he, you know, swears that um, it's not a sin.
1: And yeah, he's just... making. Well, he's also making a stand about marrying for love, which is what this is, right? Um, but he takes it a step further, and it's like we should also dance with each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's saying like it doesn't matter what we're here for because the fact of the matter is that zaitl wanted to marry this guy yeah so let's just have a good time right and celebrate and he jumps over the rope barrier separating Mm -hmm. the genders
1: grabs huddle by the hands
0: Uh, but basically he gets the rabbi to concede that like it's not a sin
1: it's like, the is Bible, this actually a rule, or the is this... Torah?
0: Like, it doesn't say yeah. that it's a sin to dance together. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, the rabbi. <laughs> is not really. They don't really portray him in a way that. That has, very much. I authority. Like, I, I know. I, I, I like the rabbi. Oh, no! I really no, like. Really he has like
0: a ton of authority.
1: It. Yes, but they, but the way that he's portrayed is kind of. Comical, wouldn't you say?
0: I mean, only in the sense that um, he's, I don't think he's comical. I think that he's, like, more amiable. Like, he's very... Sure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's
0: agreeable.
1: He's not necessarily the one that is...
0: I mean, he does say in, like, a scene closely following this one, he's talking about how, like... Ah, and this woman burned the food and therefore god said they could be divorced
2: <laughs> and they're like
0: what just because she burned his dinner and he's like that's what it says <laughs> so i mean yeah i guess so i mean i i don't know how to how to i'm view not saying him. I'm, okay
1: so i'm not saying that it's not it's not that he doesn't have authority it's that he's not really the one that's enforcing these like super strict rules it's like they're putting it it's more like they're putting them on themselves
0: it's tradition
1: yeah absolutely
0: it's tradition and like when somebody questions the tradition the rabbi is gonna admit that okay i mean yes this is tradition but it's not sin
1: right it's not
0: sin to do otherwise
1: right and there is a distinction
0: right exactly
1: um so, Perchik asks Huddle to dance, and they do. And, and eventually, then,
0: like, everyone joins in.
1: Yeah, and then, yeah, Tevia grabs Woo! Golda by the hand. It's
0: a total orgy.
1: Uh-huh. And doesn't the rabbi even dance?
0: Yeah, but he has to, he, like, oh, requires he uses, like, a, a, scarf. Like, a handkerchief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't want to, like, touch another woman, but he does dance. Yes. Yeah. But then um, the constable and his like Russian crew yeah, shows up and they basically just destroy everything.
1: Well, it seems like they're going to stop. He he calls them off after Perchik gets hit in the head with the candlestick, mm. after they destroy the mattress. Um, and he's like, stop, stop, stop. And it seems like they're stopping at that, but then they go and set the town oh, no, on fire. I think fire. that's,
0: that's Tevya that says, enough, this is enough.
1: Oh, okay, yeah. But and they then do they
0: pause for a second, but then they, they... leave the wedding. Yeah, they do leave the wedding.
1: So at, for a moment, it seems like, oh, they're going away. But they yeah, just go into just town. Yeah, they're just going and, to wreck more stuff. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's very sad. And I think that's when we get to the intermission. Yeah,
1: we have an intermission here. So we come back from intermission, and it's like a little a little re- reprise of tradition. Right. Um, And we are told... Some some time has passed. Um, Just a and, little bit. Muddle and Zind- Zidel have been married for quote-unquote some time.
2: Um, and they're very happy.
1: Yes. They're so happy that they don't know how miserable they are. As, <laughs> as, as, as Tevye Tevye says. says. Yes. <laughs> Jinx. Only one
0: of us can talk the rest of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, in the next scene, we... Um,
1: Perchik is telling Huddle that he has to leave. Yes, he has to go to Kiev the very next day. So he is like, "I have a political question for you."
0: <laughs> I I really love this. I think, like in my own version of like, fuck Mary, kill. Mm-hmm. If I had to pick one, to like Mary, yeah, I'd pick Perchik. You pick Perchik. Yeah, I'd pick Perchik. I. Uh...
1: I think I oh like yeah.
0: because of this scene I would pick Berg yeah
1: and maybe fuck Fiedka and <laughs> kill, no
0: not kill model. model you're insane you're insane um no I just I I'm a I'm a I'm a practical girl. Yeah. And I've also always viewed the idea of marriage as a socioeconomic
1: partnership. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, and she said, what's, she says, what's political about that? He's like, well, everything's political.
0: Yeah. I I mean, honestly, in this day, I, I don't disagree. Yeah. I don't. Like, I didn't used to think that you had to have the same political beliefs as your significant other but it's kind of hard in these tumultuous times to disagree with someone politically yeah Uh, because it's so it's so much um it's really ideologically based right like it's not really any more about like how much should we tax people it's more about like who has rights
1: right (laughs) <laughs> and I think
0: that's where Perchick is coming from. yeah. and and so yeah, I'm just like when he talks about like this is a partnership about you know, we have to have the same views on society and and also affection that's very important. And I'm just affection. like, oh my God, like you are speaking my language uh-huh. Starsky.
1: I like their uh I like their relationship. Yeah,
0: he says, I personally am in favor of such a socioeconomic situation.
1: <laughs> it's like, oh my god,
0: stop my beating heart.
1: <laughs> Spoken like a lawyer.
0: Oh yeah, that's me. <laughs> so like they agree they're getting married. Yes. And then they run into Tevya. Um, they cross paths and and they let him know that, look, we're not seeking your permission; we just want your blessing. Right, and that's how I would play that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and he he doesn't agree because Perchik is leaving, but that's like the reason that they want to do it in the first place. Um, but he does have another uh, little timeout moment. yep, he has his uh, record
0: scratch. yeah,
1: he has his what? And now my <laughs> daughter doesn't even
0: seek permission.
1: <laughs> but he ultimately he's like, oh, he says that God is their matchmaker,
0: right. He says, did Adam and Eve have a matchmaker? Or right. It appears that these two have the same one right.
1: So he convinces himself that this is fine too. Um, And he goes to tell Golda.
0: Well, he he wonders like, what am I going to say to Golda? And Perchik says, um, "Tell her I'm visiting a rich uncle." Right. And at first he's like, "Shut up! I can handle my own wife." And then he tells her exactly that. He gets like, "He's he's got a rich uncle." And actually, like, as much as I don't enjoy the scenes where. Tevye is like, oh, how do I tell my burdensome wife? I do appreciate, or I don't appreciate, but I find it funny when he's he's trying to tell her, and then he tells her, and then he says, you know what, I'll just eat outside. And he immediately runs out doors <laughs> and
2: slams.
0: <laughs> he slams the door shut. And she's like, excuse me?
1: <laughs> but all of this talk of love, this ridiculous obsession with, with love, love. Yeah. has gotten him, has gotten him thinking. He's like, "Wait,
0: does my wife love me?" Right.
1: So we get into the song, "Do, Do you, you love, love me? me?" Yes.
0: "Do I what?" It's <laughs> <laughs> like my favorite line in the whole movie and I I hear it in my head throughout daily life. Uh-huh. Just like ran like, you know, if somebody asked me like Hey, would you mind doing this? I'm like, do I what? <laughs> <laughs> All the time, just, just constantly. Like
1: a normal, a normal uh, question.
0: Yeah, excuse what?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I I love like yeah, I I love this song. I really love it. Um, it.
1: It and it ends up that with them both saying, you know what? I guess I do.
0: Yeah, after 25 years, yeah. I guess it's nice to know. And then it shows them just, like, sitting side by side. And, I mean, no, they're not the most affectionate couple, but you you really believe that their love for each other is real. Yeah. They're just, they're very practical.
1: I, also, I also found myself being a little bit attracted to topple in this movie. A little bit? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like,
0: starting out I was not, but... Yeah, there's something really charming about him by the end of it. Like, I mean, he's a nice man.
1: So, have you seen... You've seen Notting Hill? Not in a
0: long time, but yeah, I've seen it.
1: There's this scene between Hugh Grant and his, like, travel bookstore employee. And he's like... Because Julia Roberts' character is a celebrity. Right. And I'm
0: just a girl standing
1: standing in front front of 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 a boy. Yeah. So... So after they meet her, the, the Hugh Grant's employee was like, I met a celebrity once. Well, I saw him across the room. I saw Ringo Starr. Well, it might have been Ringo Starr, or it might have been uh, that guy from Fiddler on the Roof, Toppy.
0: <laughs> Toppy.
1: <laughs> He's like, Oh, you mean Topol? It's like, actually, it was far away, so it could have been either of them. And they're like, They don't look anything alike, so it could have been neither of them either. He's like, Oh, yeah, you're right. It's probably not a good story.
0: Yeah. His his full name, B. T. Jobs, is Hyam,
1: uh huh,
0: Hy ha- Hyam Uh, but famously he just went he just did the first or the single name. Yeah,
1: not thing. Toppy though.
0: No, no not Toppy. <laughs> as far as I know, it was never Toppy.
1: <laughs> so we did we did just watch uh, me and JJ just watched Notting Hill recently, and it's very good.
0: No, it's, I mean, I love it. It's, I love all Hugh Grant and all Julia Roberts. Yes.
1: So, um, we get, we jump to Kiev where, um,
0: oh, yeah. So Perchick, Perchick is, is being a
1: revolutionary.
0: He's like leading a rally. He's like, trying for, to like, for like
1: workers' rights and like,
0: yeah, he's just trying to get workers to like join up in kind the, of Like I don't think he's a he's like full blown communist because he is a devout enough.
1: But this seems like more like pro unionization or something. Yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like he he believes that revolution has to happen. Eat the rich. Yeah. And so he's up there and um, the guard He's guards, got his
1: he's got his red flag like every yeah, good and the revolutionary guards, in a musical does. <laughs>
0: and he's wearing that that cap yeah. and that scarf like they always do with mm-hmm. the collar turned up. Mm-hmm. Like he looks like he, he He looks good. It's amazing how the way he dresses looks like he could fit in in the 70s, mm-hmm. he could fit in the 1910s, mm-hmm. he could fit in today. Yeah. He could fit in in 1890s France. He
1: could... Fit in my bed. <laughs> sorry. Listen, Starsky
0: is a handsome man. It's a handsome guy.
1: Wait, was he in S- Starsky and Hutch? No,
0: he was Starsky. Really? Yes. Oh, I okay. said that earlier. I'm sorry. I,
1: I, I didn't, I didn't, I missed that.
0: Like, now I have to Google it just to make sure <laughs> because you're freaking me out that, like, you didn't acknowledge.
1: No, I heard you say it earlier and then I was like, what?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, he, yeah, 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 Yestarsky, Nice. Yeah.
1: So he's doing his, his revolutionary thing, and then the Russian uh, guards show up and break it up, and this, I think, is when Oh,
0: he... they don't break it up. They start a riot.
1: Right. well and yeah, they with arrest... S- with swords.
0: Yeah. Horses and swords. <laughs> and everyone else is unarmed and on foot, yeah. and they arrest Perchik... Mm-hmm. And they send him off to Siberia, right? And so, in the next scene, we see Zydol. She runs into Yenta, and Yenta, little busybody,
1: has that a letter
0: she is for Hodel.
1: She's well, yeah. She's like, I, there's a letter for you at the post office. No, like,
0: for Hodel. Not yeah. even for Zydol.
1: Oh, right, right, right. And she's like, I, and she's, and so. So I was like, oh, great, I'll go pick it up. And she's like, well, I have it. I
0: have it right here. She's like, um, it's opened.
1: Yeah, I opened it, too. I or think
0: she-, she just says, like, yes, it is. Oh, she's
1: like, oh, is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and um, we don't even really get an explanation. There's not a prolonged scene about the letter. The next scene, we just see that Huddle is...
1: It's just assumed that he has sent for her. She said... Right. When they got engaged, it was like, he's going to send for me at some point.
0: And then we see a huddle and um, Tevya at the train stop. Yes. And we learn that um, he's been arrested and, it's like, arrested and or exiled to Siberia. A little bit
1: of, yeah, he's in a settlement.
0: She seems convinced that if she goes, she'll be able to marry him. Right. Which I, I don't. I don't know how that works.
1: I don't know how it works either. I don't know what the point would be of like going to Siberia to just be there and wait for him to get out of prison. I'm not sure. But
0: yeah, I I mean, but she she wants to be with the man that she loves. Yeah, and this is a really sweet song.
1: Yeah, is it far from the home? Far from the home I love. It's a great. It's a it's a great song. Yeah, and we get some something that we. We might get some more flashbacks later on having to do with Hava, but I think this is our first flashback, where it shows him and Huddle as a child.
0: Right, yeah, like, frolicking does. in the field and, together. And Topol said that, like, this was the last scene that they filmed when they were making the movie, and then it really stuck with him for years and years and years. It was just, it was a beautiful moment between Tevye and his daughter, And he just felt like this song in particular would really resonate with audiences the way it does with Tevia.
1: Yeah. And I feel like, didn't they mention this in that documentary, how this, this song in particular is one that really resonates with audiences? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, basically, she's talking about how she wants more than anything to stay at home, but she wants and needs to be with the man that she loves. Right. Like, she's not choosing to leave home. She's just choosing to be with him, and those two things don't work together. Well,
1: yeah, and that's, I mean, and the, the I think it's the ending line of the song, and ultimately the the uh, point of the song is her saying, like, I want to be home, but if I'm with him, I am home.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a really nice line. I mean, yeah. there's so many good lyrics throughout this movie and good lines in general. She also says... um, she says, like, what a melancholy choice this is, wanting home, wanting him. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful.
1: It's a great song. Yeah. And so after the song, she's.
0: She boards the train. Well, she
1: says, he was like, oh, Is there even a rabbi there that will marry you? I don't know anything about Siberia. And she says, I promise I'll get married under a canopy, which means that she's going right. to follow tradition when they get married eventually. Right,
0: exactly. And he says, um,. Yeah, I'm sure there is at least one or two rabbis arrested as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, so that'll be possible. And so then we cut to um, at the temple. This Everyone's is when...
1: admiring something. <laughs> you think it might be a baby? Or... No, no,
0: no, this is uh, well. Yeah, we are. We're yeah. We more or less get there, but this yeah. is when we get to the temple, and this is when the rabbi is talking about how like. Oh, she burned his food and therefore oh, yeah. God said he could divorce her. <laughs> and that's when Avram runs in and then somebody else runs in with news. Uh, first we get Avram with more quote unquote bad news, just like letting the audience know like the pogrom is still happening.
1: Yeah. Nearby towns are still Yeah. Yeah.
0: They don't get into it, but they're letting us know about that. And then somebody else runs in and says Yes, that Zidol and Modal have a new delivery. Right. A new arrival. A new arrival, rather. And they're like, oh, we got to get over there. and
1: Everyone's admiring it. It's so beautiful. It's so
0: cute. And it turns out, of course, it is the sewing machine, mm-hmm. not the baby.
1: He's like, however, I'm going to finally have machine-made clothes.
0: <laughs> however, we do... Um, go into the next room over and find out that they have They had, do have a baby. In fact, yeah. a baby, a little boy, who's very adorable and never cries, mm-hmm. according to Zidal. Um, It's very sweet. And... Um,
1: I think then we cut to the scene with Hava and Fiedka, and it's obviously that they are in a serious relationship now, um, and they want to go to talk to Tevia.
0: Yeah, pr- pretty much. That is what happens. Um, they. Uh, Fiedka wants to approach Tevia himself
1: and, and then he, Hava. And of course he chickens out.
0: Well, Hava tells him don't do it. Okay. Hava is adamant that Fiedka not say anything to Tevia because she knows that would ruin it, but she promises that she'll do it herself. Mm-hmm. And so Fiedka just makes like awkward small talk Yeah. about the weather. And then, um, after he's gone... Oh, yeah, this,
1: oh, right, Tevya tells, tells her to stay away from him. Yeah, he yeah. says,
0: you need to remember who he is, like, who he is and who you are. Right. And he,
1: um... Oh, this is a famous line.
0: Yeah, he gives the line about...
1: A bird may love a fish. Yes. But where would they build a home together?
0: Exactly.
1: So then she comes clean
0: more or less yeah. yeah yeah she i mean she doesn't outright say a well, we're in love and we're getting married but no, she, she does say you need to accept us right she starts talking in terms of us and
1: he says us yeah yeah or we, we yeah. or
0: something yeah. yeah
1: and he says that she's forbidden to see him
0: and asks, do you understand and she says yeah i understand but uh-huh. in a way that suggests, like, yeah, I understand what I have to do now, not in a right. way...
1: Also, I understand what you mean, Yeah. which means I understand what I have to do.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's not saying, like, yes, I will comply.
1: Right. So, Tevi is in a bad mood, and then uh, Golda is trying to get him to come home or something. He's like, I want to see the sewing machine! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that that's seems actually thing. really funny <laughs> and like he literally pops his head inside the door for one second and says okay we can go home
1: now <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty funny so then we get to this scene where I didn't realize it's what like was the happening next morning, yeah like... I didn't realize what was happening at first but Golda has gone to the, the uh, Orthodox Christian church right
0: yeah, because she suspects that she's run off with Fyadka. Because because so.
1: Hava, she hasn't seen Hava that day. Yeah. She thinks that she's gone. So she goes there and finds out that uh, they've been married. So she has to tell uh, Tavia that.
0: Yeah, she runs into Tavia on her way home, and she lets him know that Hava has married Fiatka And uh, Tavia's... Pretty adamant. Alright, well she married outside the faith. She's dead to She's us. She's dead.
1: Um he says to go home because they have other children to take care for to take care of.
0: Yeah. He does his um he has a monologue about well i mean first it's like the ballet song and then it's the monologue but it's all sort of the little little bird song yeah little bird yeah he reminisces how hava was everyone's favorite child and you know wonders like what went wrong Mm -hmm.
1: how,
0: how did we get here um and then hava actually shows up yeah And she's, I mean, she's literally begging, would you please just talk to me? Yeah, he's just ignoring her. Yeah, he just turns his back on her. And
1: this is when he does another timeout.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Another timeout.
1: And he's doing that same thing. He's like, on one hand, you know, there's this. On the other hand, I love my daughter. And he keeps going until finally he's like, on one hand, there's this. And then on the other hand... Wait, there is no other hand. Yeah. It's like he's just finally he says, putting like, his foot down.
0: If he bends his back too far, he will break. Yeah. But he ultimately chooses faith and tradition over his daughter in this in this instance. In this
1: instance, yes. Yeah. And uh he just leaves her there on the road.
0: It's it's really sad. Yeah,
1: it's heartbreaking.
0: Then we cut back to home. Yenta is visiting with like two
1: <laughs> Yenta has brought <laughs> Like two little children, boys. Two children home for the younger daughters. I mean they look like they
0: can't be older than eleven. <laughs> and she doesn't even know who was named. Like she doesn't know which one is which. Yeah. And she's pitching them to Belka and Sprints. And, um, and
1: Gold is basically like, we have some time to think about this.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> and then uh, Model shows up, like, really frantic. There, Where's Tavia?
1: There have been rumors. Yeah. Where's Tavia? About, yeah. All of
0: the men are outside because yeah. they know that Tavia gets along with the constable. Yeah. So they want to know, uh, does Tavia know about the rumors? Just as Tavia shows up, the constable arrives yes. and basically confirms all the rumors. They're
1: being evicted.
0: Yeah. They he have to they sell have three their houses.
1: Days. Who are they going to sell their houses to?
0: In three days. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they, and obviously that's not a concern. Right. And that's the point.
1: Right. And um, so they have to pack up as many belongings as they can.
0: Yeah. I mean, they, they more or less concede that they don't, I mean, they, they propose fighting back, but at the end of the day, how are they going to do that? Right. They don't have the forces or the weapons to match yeah. the constable and the government backed. The only way that,
1: that Tevia can make a stand is just to say, like, well, for now, you're on my land, so go away.
0: Yeah, GTFO. <laughs>
1: right. Um,
0: and then we get into. So the rabbi um, tells
1: them to start packing, Yeah. and they sing Anatevka.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Which it's is really sad. Really sad.
0: Although there is like one funny line. I think Modal sings it about how like people who pass through Anatepka don't even know they've been here. Yes. It's kind of funny. I mean, it is. The whole movie brings uh, an element of humor to very dark situations
1: yeah absolutely
0: well and there's there's an an automatic sense of dramatic irony involved because as the audience we all know what's going to happen in the next 30 40 years
1: right especially if they end up staying in poland or where you know wherever they are
0: yeah like we all know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, it I mean, it sounds like most of the family most of um most of Tevya's family are going to America. Right. Laser Wolf is going to Chicago.
1: Yeah, and Tevya is going to New York. Right. <laughs> he says they're going to be neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Which is it's, cute. It's funny.
0: <laughs> and then um, We know that... I can't remember where Zydel's going. Yenta's going
1: going to Jerusalem.
0: Yeah, she's going to the Holy Land. Um, Hava and Fiedka are going to Krakow. Yes. But I can't remember where are Zydel and Modal going. I don't think
1: it says... it's weird. I don't think it says where they're going, but it does seem like they're hugging, like they're saying goodbye. Yeah,
0: because no, they they leave in a different direction, yeah. and they make plans to like eventually meet up. But I can't remember where they're going. Yeah, um, one of the cutest yeah.
1: scenes was Tevya saying goodbye to the animals.
0: Yeah, that was sweet. That was sweet to Shmuel.
1: Um. Oh, and uh, so then. Hava and Fiedka come back again to try to talk to him.
0: I don't know why you say it like that again.
1: No, I mean, it's. I'm not saying that it was a, a wrong decision or anything. It's just like...
0: I think it's interesting that you think it's so sweet how Tavia says goodbye to the animals, but, like, won't <laughs> say goodbye to his own daughter.
1: <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just... <laughs> It ends, up, it, it, it ends up working out fine, but it's at this point in the movie, I'm like, it's, she seems like a glutton for punishment.
0: <laughs> it's her dad. I know,
1: I know, and I understand.
0: And her, it's her whole family. Yes.
1: I All know.
0: right, so she shows up and says, we just wanted to let y'all know that even though we're not being forced out, we're leaving because we can't stay in a place that does this. Right. To, you know their fellow people.
2: Mhm.
0: And you know, that means very little to Tevia. However, he does come around a little bit and speaking through Zidol. Yeah. Says Zidol take the first
1: step is she does she, she is she the one that's like I have to say something basically.
0: It's either Zidol or Gold uh, yeah. Golda, but I think it's probably Ziedel. Yeah. And then like once Zidol starts talking, he's like <sighs> You're right, okay. Yeah. I can't ignore her.
1: So they say, God bless you.
0: God be with you, yeah. And
1: they say, uh, "They oh, they tell her and Fiedka where they're going to be. They're staying with...
0: The brother in America. Right. Oh, yeah, and then, like... <laughs> this is really funny. So Tevia gets annoyed that Golda's shouting to everyone, like, we can going be <laughs> at this place with this guy. He's like, tell the whole world we're Is there we're anyone be. that doesn't know that we're yeah. staying with them? And then he goes, Zydel, don't forget the baby. <laughs> like, that was something she was going to do.
1: Look, I wrote it down here, too. Zeidel, don't forget the baby. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really funny line. <laughs> but here's, the, here's another thing. That since this horse is lame... That he he has to carry the cart, his milk cart filled with their belongings, Again. on his back, yeah, on foot, through yeah. the mud and snow, to wherever they're going to go to probably take a train to take a boat to New York. Yeah. Which is
0: how the movie ends.
1: Yeah, that's that's pretty much it.
0: I mean, he turns around. The movie properly ends like he turns around and he sees the fiddler. And I think it's more This is where or less... I wrote
1: down my note about the little blue guy from Dirty <laughs> yeah. Rock.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, this is the strongest moment where um by all accounts the fiddler is not real. The fiddler is Tevyev's spirit. Yes. If you will. And he's leaving his well, spirit yeah. behind in Anatevka. Uh,
1: yeah, the fiddler is the reminder of the...
0: Tradition.
1: Yeah, and the balancing act that has to be done there. Yeah. All right, so and that... And
0: scene. And...
1: F- f- so, <laughs> that's how the movie ends. Yeah. Um, do you want to do recast?
0: Um, okay, yeah. I had I had a couple ideas for Recast. You know, they are allegedly remaking this movie, BT-Dubs. Really? Yeah. Um, they better
1: listen to, the, to all of our recommendations <laughs> from all of these. <laughs>
0: they announced it not too long ago. It was at the end of May last year. Um, MGM announced that they're going to partner with producers... Let's see Dan Jinks and Aaron Harnick who is the nephew of the lyricist. Oh,
1: okay, who who you said was Sheldon um, Harnick. Sheldon Harnick. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um they're going to remake the film with Thomas Cale directing. He directed Hamilton. Oh, okay. And uh, Stephen Levinson doing the screenplay and Stephen Levinson worked on um Dear Evan Hansen. Okay. Yeah. So uh, no idea about casting yet, but so they are talking about it. Anyways, so okay, your so first,
1: your first choice for Tevia is who?
0: I I have one and only choice.
1: Mine's Jack Black.
0: <sighs> I was just gonna say. I mean, I do say, Sasha Baron Cohen.
1: I have him down as well. So mine in order are.
0: I think Jack Black is more of a laser wolf.
1: I can see that too. So I had Jack Black, Sasha Baron Cohen, Joaquin Phoenix, and Adam Sandler.
0: I see I'm not I'm just I get Adam Sandler, but I'm not a big Adam Sandler fan. Yeah. I get it, but it, I just not all like it's not. I don't know me. I don't know
1: if he's necessarily I don't know if he's necessarily a Tevya. But I think that he could. I
0: will say I haven't seen Uncut Gems.
1: He's also he's also a singer.
0: I know that he's... Or, he like, is, enough of yeah. a singer
1: to do tests. And I know
0: he can do, like, some dramatic roles. Like, he's supposed to be but really Jack good in, like, Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also said, like, maybe Jason Alexander as Laser Wolf.
1: Yeah. Right? Um, who else did I have for Laser Wolf? I said Hank Azaria <laughs> and Mark Maron.
0: Mark Maron. Oh, yeah. Huh. Can so, Mark Merritt. Well, as you pointed out earlier, it's not like these are super deeper hard songs. Like, yeah, you don't really need. Like, I mean, Laser Wolf singers. doesn't really have much
1: to sing either.
0: Just the one song. Just um, to life. Yeah. Lahayim. Lahayim. Um.
1: What do you do? You have any thoughts for Golda? Yes. Okay.
0: Okay. If they were to do one of those NBC live for tv productions Mm -hmm. i feel like it would have to be deborah messing
1: i didn't even think of her right yeah
0: like deborah messing but if i had my choice of anyone to be in any movie or tv version of it like just go with me on this leslie grossman
1: (gasps) yes i you know I love Leslie Grossman. We both watched Popular.
0: Mary Cherry. (laughs)
1: Mary Cherry. Yeah. She, yes, I agree.
0: She's so funny. Mm -hmm. I feel like she could pull it off.
1: Yeah. I had um, Lisa Kudrow.
0: Oh, yeah, I love Lisa Kudrow.
1: Winona Ryder.
0: Oh. I feel like... No, I feel like she definitely. She's such a good actress,
1: and I feel I don't don't know. But like,
0: she doesn't have that like comedic. Like I'm sure, I'm sure she could. Yeah, but she doesn't have that um, comedic flair.
1: She didn't. She didn't prove it to you in, um, in uh, Mr. Deeds.
0: Oh, gosh. I don't even remember that. I mean, I know what you're talking about, but I don't think I saw it. And
1: another choice I had was Jennifer Connelly. But I don't think she probably, she definitely, I haven't seen her be comedic. She's so serious. Yeah, I haven't seen her be comedic. I
0: mean, I love Jennifer Connelly, but she's so serious.
1: I only had one choice for Yenta, though. Who? Helena Bonham Carter.
0: Well, I think it should be, um, I think it should be Bette Midler. Oh. Since Okay, so Bette Midler was Ziedel. Really? Yeah, and the original Broadway run, she wasn't the opening Ziedel, but she was like... I, I don't know the details of why, but she was brought in... Like, she
1: eventually played Zidol. Uh,
0: in the opening yeah. run. Yeah, of it. So, um, since Bette Midler was Ziedel... That makes originally, sense. Originally, I thought it would be fun to see Bette Midler be Yenta... Yeah. In a new production. Um, and, and like I said earlier, I feel like Rachel Dratch could be a really funny Yenta.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I don't know if I wrote down anybody else. Or Maya her.
1: Rudolph. Yeah. <laughs> Maya Rudolph can do anything. She can do anything. Um, again, I had to do a little bit of research to pick out the children. Um the daughters yeah and yeah. and their their suitors so i had a, a you know we have some we have some familiar names but for zitel i had a couple of choices one was abigail breslin
2: oh
0: yeah yeah i like her um she's like yeah she's a full-fledged adult these days yeah little miss sunshine so weird
1: yeah she's done she's done a number of things as like a Young, yeah, no, young she's adult. a
0: grown-up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She was in, it's just, it's weird. She was in Scream Queens. I don't know if you watched MTV's oh, Scream little. Queens.
0: Wait, oh, that was MTV? I, I thought was, Scream wait. Queens was... Maybe
1: it wasn't. No, I'm thinking of maybe that the was... The
0: Ryan Murphy show? Yeah. That was, that was FX. FX. Yeah.
1: Oh, Scream, the TV show, was MTV. That's yes. what I'm thinking of. Yes.
0: Like um, Bella Thorne or something.
1: Another thought for his idol was um, Maud Apatow.
0: Oh, yeah, I like Maude Apatow, but she hasn't done much, has she? She hasn't done
1: much, no. She
0: was in um, shit, She was in something I watched recently. I know she was in a couple episodes of that Zendaya show.
1: Yeah, she was in Euphoria.
0: Yes, but then she was in something else, too. It was like a period piece. I can't remember what it was.
1: So I didn't Anyways. know. Did you have any ideas for Zaydel?
0: Yes. Um, I have two ideas. First one, not Jewish. Okay. But Anna Kendrick. Yeah. I know that she's in her thirties, yeah. but like it's fine. She looks young enough. It's fine.
1: She still looks very young. Yes.
0: And then also, I was thinking. Um, did you watch Unorthodox? On yes, Netflix? I haven't.
1: I wasn't able. Uh, I I, one hundred percent. plan on finishing it. Oh my gosh. It was just like, I watched like the first two or three episodes and it was really heavy. But, yes.
0: (laughs) This one, like, every guy I've ever talked to says. I'm sorry. Okay, so an unorthodox Israeli actress, Shira Haas, plays... Is she the main character? Yes.
1: She's such a good fucking actress.
0: and if you were to see the end of it, you would know that she's an amazing singer. Oh, okay. So I would like to see Shira Haas. If we were to redo Fiddler yeah. on the Roof, I feel like she has to be in it. Um, how
1: tiny is she? She's like five feet tall, right?
0: Yeah, she's a petite girl, yeah, very petite. Um, she's <laughs> she, yeah, she's really, really cute in that um in that series. Um, um, for other sisters, uh huh. I say for Hodel, Haley Steinfeld. Me too. Ah! <laughs> we did it. I
1: said, I said Haley Steinfeld or Billy Lord.
0: I, I almost said Billy Lord.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like Billy Lord. And then for Hava, I was thinking, um, Beanie Feldstein.
1: I, I saw her name. I didn't put her down. I put down Joey King.
0: Oh yeah, I know Joey King. She was in that. Um, she was in that Hulu series about Gypsy Rose Blanchard. Yes,
1: the and
0: the mom that the Mommy had, Dead and
1: Dearest show. Uh, what is, the what
0: is that syndrome called? Munchausen, with, by, Munchausen proxy. by proxy. Yes,
1: yes. With, with Patricia Har- Arquette. Yes, All who could so be Jewish. a Golda? Yes. <laughs> she could be a Golda. She would be a good Golda. She
0: would, wouldn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, for Perchick, I said maybe Ben Platt.
1: I said, and I have no idea Another if he Another
0: Ryan Murphy guy.
1: I don't know if he can sing. I guess you don't really need to sing to be Perchick. I said Aaron Taylor Johnson.
0: Oh, you're just, like, going off of last week with Aaron Taylor Johnson. Well,
1: he's also, like, pretty dreamy.
0: By the way, the finale of Wandavision oh, is I have, tomorrow. Okay, and I'm I, so, so I excited. haven't watched last, me,
1: last week's episode so either. So excited. Um, for so, I had thought about putting this actor as Perchick, but I thought that Aaron Taylor Johnson would be good for it. But for Model, I had Timothy Chalamet. No. He would be a good Perchick, too, though. No,
0: he's too. He's a goy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> what does that mean
0: oh it's just like um it just means non-jewish
1: oh he was on the list <laughs> i looked he was on the list <laughs> you
0: looked up jewish actor yes, was on the list yes
1: um unless unless you know wikipedia was wrong which sure it's it might be.
0: possible
1: um what else do i have i oh, mean f-
0: he could be a fiedka he could maybe. be fiedka
1: i also put down ansel elgort For Fiedka, (laughs) we're revisiting some names here, but yeah. um, Did you have any Fiedka?
0: No, I don't think it matters who plays Fiedka.
1: Yeah, he He has has like like, one line. Yeah, Yeah,
0: like four max, (laughs) and he's just like, I'm, I'm one of the good ones, I swear.
1: He just has to. That's like
0: all of Fiedka's character.
1: Fiedka just has to be like charismatic enough for you to believe that Hava would drop everything for him basically
0: I mean he was cute yeah uh,
1: yeah he
0: had a nice haircut yeah he looked a very 70s yes. for a movie set in like basically what would be um croatia today in, in Victorian the 1970s. times 70 or yeah. the 1910s yeah
1: yeah <laughs> um what else? I didn't write down any favorite things but I can think of some things do you have favorite things
0: Yeah, just, uh, we should go out on a note of our favorite things from this movie.
1: These are a few of my favorite things.
0: These are a few. Um, number one, I would say... I mean, it's a good question, actually. Like, I don't... I like the whole experience of the movie. I really enjoy, um, the comedy Mm -hmm. that's involved. I really enjoy...
1: I would say number one for me is bottle dance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I well, think the bottle, bottle dance, dance is and the, the
1: bar, best. bar bottle dance and the bar dance, I think, are up there for me. Yeah,
0: the 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 male dancing. Yes,
1: is good. The, the squat work.
0: <laughs> the squat work is really pristine. Um, I I do like that. It you know it when it came out, it was kind of viewed as a feminist production sure uh, at least when the movie came out um because at the end of the day the girls do they all get
1: what they want
0: yeah they're the ones that decide who they're going to marry yeah and um i i do appreciate that aspect of it
1: i mean at this point it's not a revolutionary idea but
0: but i mean it is yeah yeah, it's great. Um, I enjoy the music so much. I think my favorite song is... It's either Do I Love You or Sunrise, Sunset, mm-hmm. which has been covered by a ton of artists. Yeah, Like, even...
1: What is... And that's, like, that's so funny. all of the
0: songs have been covered so much. Like, even The Temptations covered If I Were a Rich Man... It's wild. Yeah. It's it's really um yeah, you should just google temptations.
1: But that can apply to like man. that that can apply to, you know, yeah, a downtrodden marginalized community.
0: No, absolutely. It's yeah. just also kind of funny hearing the temptation sing like di you know, like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny. You um, know,
1: you know, marginalized people like Gwen Stefani. <laughs> Sorry. Exactly <laughs>
0: exactly <laughs> um, yeah, um, um,
1: I love golda, I feel like she does yeah, that character I do too. that character is such a it's something I love, which is like this sort of like cold exterior with like a melting heart, you and know? the only
0: reason she has a cold exterior, I think, is because of quite frankly. Uh, in, it was still the 60s, like sexist writing.
1: Sure, but also they're living in a life and death situation. She can't afford to, like, not be. Yeah, I mean, about I'm just saying or... it's like
0: she's yelling at her husband, but also we see her husband, like, constantly lying to her. Right. And, like, refusing to talk to her, like, refusing to answer very. It's, typical it's questions like, like tell me what happened last night shut up I'm oh, hungover. Yeah. painting her
1: like a nagging wife is yeah, yeah they
0: paint her like all she does is nag 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 and she just wants to know like what is going on with our lives but what it
1: reminds me of to go back to <laughs> Anne of Green Gables <laughs> is Marilla as far as having like the steely exterior with like a very um, empathetic heart Yeah. You know.
0: No, Golda is extremely loving. Yeah. I I think she gets painted in a bad way, Mm -hmm. for sure. I really do. I think that she has to be very tough and she has to put her foot down sometimes because, I mean, yeah, when it's just tradition that your husband gets to decide everything, I mean, yeah, she has to put up a fight if she wants to be involved.
1: Right. Or even know what's going on.
0: And to Tevia, it's just a lot easier if he can just block her out and make decisions on his own, which is more or less what he does. Right. And, um...
1: Even though he acts scared to tell her, even though he's the one who decides everything. But it's
0: always, like, a bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, I I, I think I stressed earlier, I really like Tevia. I do, but the way their marriage is portrayed... But for the song, um, Do I Love You, I think it's just... I think they beat up on Golda way too much. For sure. Yeah.
1: So for your final answer on uh, Fuck, Mary, Kill (laughs) for the suitors, for um, Muddle, Perchick, and Fiedka.
0: Okay. Um, I would definitely marry... Hold on, Perchik's in jail. <laughs> okay.
1: He's not always going to be in jail, but yeah. Oh, this is hard.
0: I am killing Fiedka. Okay. I mean he he cute, but get out of here.
1: All all he offers is books. I mean Modal might be All
0: Fiedka offers is
1: books. And Model might be poor, but he does have a job.
0: Yeah, and he's he's hands like he's cute. He's, and he's handsome and he's loving. Yes. Yeah.
1: See, I might I might be I, I know my, my answer earlier was. I think different. I'm
0: going Ooh, it depends on if Perchick gets out of jail or not. <laughs> if Perchick gets out of jail when I'm marrying him, but if he doesn't, then I'm marrying Modal.
1: I feel like I I, I feel like I would marry at this point. Damn I man. feel
0: like Modal also wouldn't just sleep with, like, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't sleep with me. Not unless we were married.
1: <laughs> That's not how the game works. I,
0: I know, but I'm just like, I'm just saying, like, if we're talking about these men, like, Modal wouldn't be down. Right. He's not DTF.
1: Right. You know who is? Perchick. <laughs> <laughs> but he
0: still wanted to get married.
1: Yeah, I might get... <sighs> for
0: socioeconomic reasons. I have,
1: you know, I have different reasonings for, for either situation. But, like I said before, Mary Perchik, fuck Fiedka. Ugh. Get rid of Modal. But I also... Why
0: are you getting rid of Modal, though? Because... We just established because I really how like, great he is.
1: But I really like Perchik.
0: Yeah, I do too.
1: And I don't think that Model would be good in bed.
0: <laughs> you don't know enough about Fiedka to assume he would be.
1: True. But I could also see I can also see marrying Model and fucking Perchik and getting rid of Fiedka. I could do that as well.
0: I don't know why, but I feel so uncomfortable using the word fuck.
1: <laughs> when well, I
0: talk about these pious men.
1: This is well, also this is the end of like a two hour episode. So if you've come this far, sorry that we're using this word. Yeah. But thank you for sticking with us. Um. I think that's about all we have. <laughs> yeah, I
0: think so too. I think we've gone past our time limit. We need to shut it down.
1: Shut it down.
0: Okay, we'll be back uh in two weeks. Yeah. And We're not going to say which one we're doing because um, we fall into traps doing that.
1: Yeah, I think we know. we'll be back with something good. Yeah, you'll love it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Bye.
0: Thanks, y'all.
2: Tradition.
1: Tradition.
2: Tradition.